1: And welcome back, everybody, to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter. there at at BDintric, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Hope you all had a great Monday. I'm here to recap your Monday action as usual and get you ready for Tuesday. So hope it was a good one for you. Check out all the good stuff at PitcherList.com and the great action on the Diamond. Let's get ready. Some news and notes from your Monday. The Braves activated catcher Travis D'Arnaud from the concussion IL. He spent well over seven days there, but he's back, folks. Sending Chadwick Tromp back to AAA. we will be interesting to see how the Braves handle this situation, because before the injury, D'Arnaud and Murphy were basically platooning every other day behind the dish. We know how Murphy's hitting right now. Sean Murphy, that is. So Travis D'Arnaud, it's going to be tough to get him in there in a rotation, more like does he DH while Murphy catches and vice versa, but taking Murphy out of the lineup is going to be next to impossible. So let's see how the Braves play this one out. Pirates made some noise on Monday. They're going to uh, promote one of their highly touted pitching prospects, Luis Ortiz, uh, in preseason and spring training. Ortiz was the more hyped pitcher than Johan Oviedo. We saw how good Oviedo pitched to start the year. He's had some hiccups of late. He's had the growing pains, one might say. Ortiz is going to get the start here on Tuesday uh, in the minor leagues, he has a two two three ERA with a 4-4-1 XFIP, 22.8% strikeout rate uh, in seven games started, going 32 and two-thirds innings pitch. That's less than five innings per start. Uh, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we see what he's got. He's got some good stuff, but his overall production has not mirrored his skills at AAA so far this season outside of the great ERA, but the XFIP tells you there might be some regression there. He's got the 22.8% strikeout rate, but he's still walking too many guys. It's like a 6 or 7% walk rate. Um, curious to see how you guys he gets Colorado, which will be a great starting point at home in Pittsburgh to see how this goes. Cubs promoted Matt Mervis last week. They're promoting Christopher Morrell on Monday. Uh, Morrell is crushing baseballs. If you're anywhere on Twitter, you know what he's doing. He's hitting 330 with 11 home runs on the season, four stolen bases, a 30.6% strikeout rate, which is very concerning compared to his production, but a 1.156 OPS. Makes you feel a little warm and fuzzy. It's like the new standard of baseball. Does he strike out a ton, but still crush baseballs? That's what Christopher Morrell's going for. We saw signs of life from him in times last year. Didn't make the team out of camp, obviously, destroying at AAA. Really good power speed combo. Young ball player still. Um, Nico Horner, we'll skip ahead of this. He left Monday's game, rounding second base with a hamstring injury. Looked like he was hurting pretty good. We'll see how he feels, on, uh, feels later today on Tuesday when he uh, gets more testing done. But that'd be a great way for Morrell to find some playing time. It was weird. Nick Madrigal came in for uh, Christopher Morrell. But um, we need to find ways to get Morrell in the lineup. It, it's, it'd be so weird if they actually called him up just to sit him. That was the problem. That was the conundrum of getting him up because there's so many people blocking him where Matt Mervis was like, okay, Eric Hosmer, please move over. Where Christopher Morrell, he can play all over the diamond, but there's people all over the diamond in his way. So we'll see how this plays out. But one piece might be out of the way for a little bit, freeing up some Christopher Morrell playing time. Max Scherzer will take the bump on Tuesday night and he told us all on Monday that he's still dealing with pain in his scapula and he's trying to pitch through it cuz we're major league players and we play with injuries and we make it happen. That's basically the rough rough draft of what he said. Uh we'll see how this goes on Tuesday. He was not good in his return. His last time out and now he goes to Great American Small Park where if he's off at all, the Reds will uh, have an early tea time against Max Scherzer. This is some sad news. Oakland Athletics' Mason Miller is headed back to the Bay Area as the A's went to New York after they left Kansas City. Miller didn't go east, young man. He went west back to the Bay Area as he is uh, getting more testing done on his elbow, which felt tightness, right elbow tightness, after a start on Sunday. Mark Kotze was basically like, it doesn't sound great, but we're trying to stay optimistic type situation. That's a bummer. Good young arm. But this is the concerns we had. He's been battling injuries for the last couple of years. The innings, uh, innings, pitch limits, all that stuff. That was the biggest concern when he got called up. And it's already happened this soon. It's a shame. Hopefully it's minor. But Mason Miller can probably miss some time here with the Oakland Athletics. Jose Suarez to the IL for Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim with left shoulder strain. Uh, he's been getting beat up a lot lately so far So far this season. Last start was no exception uh, against the Texas Rangers. They went to town on him on Sunday, left the game, went to the IL now, left shoulder strain. The Angels have activated Cesar Valdez from the IL. Look for uh, Mr. Silseth to get some chances there for the Angels if he's still on your waiver wire. The Astros activated Chaz McCormick ahead of their game on um, on Monday night against the Angels. McCormick went hit list playing DH for the Astros. Michael Brantley was also with the team. He traveled with the team. He's supposed to be activated any day now, so keep an eye on that with Michael Brantley. Nolan Arenado was a late scratch from the lineup on Monday with a uh, neck stiffness. Like It was really late. It was about 20 minutes at most, if not less um before the Cardinals game began so late late stiffness in uh, Nolan Arrow's neck as the Cardinals are visiting Wrigley Field right now Ramon Laureano it was like the second play of the game I believe uh collided and injured his neck slash head and left the game on uh Monday he is down in the concussion protocol he's day to day we'll see what they have to say on Tuesday about Ramon Laureano JJ Bleday went into the game Bleday's been playing great they have a few options there in the outfield but uh Laureano, day-to-day concussion protocol. Texas Rangers, Corey Seager, to begin his rehab assignment on Thursday. supposed to play a handful of games in the minors since he had such a bad hamstring injury. It's taken a while to bounce back. So if all goes well, you can expect to see Corey Seager early next week sometime. I'd say like Monday, Tuesday, maybe middle of the week. But if everything goes well, I imagine he starts rehab on Thursday, plays Thursday through Sunday, maybe Monday, and we see him back. That's kind of what I'm thinking. We'll wait and see. I'm not a doctor. Alex Wood of the Gigantes, he was supposed to be out forever with his uh, his injury. He's not. We've talked about it a few times now. He threw a rehab assignment on Sunday, three and two-thirds innings pitched. It doesn't seem like a lot, but he got his pitch count up. He felt good. He told Kaplan the Giants he's ready to go. So there's optimism that Alex Wood can return later this week for the Gigantes this weekend, potentially, when they're on the road. Last but not least, Ramon Urias of the Baltimore Orioles left Monday's game with a left hamstring strain. He walked off on his own power, so a lot better than the Nico Horner hamstring strain, but you still never want to see it. Urias has been playing pretty good uh, all over the infield for the Orioles, so that could be a potentially big hit for the Orioles and your deeper fantasy teams. Let's talk about some hitting highlights from Monday's action. MJ Melendez, 2 for 5 with a home run, 2 runs scored and 4 RBIs. After a horrific start to the season, he's now hitting two hundred on the year. But over like his last two weeks, 14 games, he's hitting 270 with three home runs. Uh, he started to look much more like the MJ Melendez we've come to love. They moved him from the top of the order to the fourth in the bad order, and he's starting to flourish. So we might still have plenty of time. That's why it's early season. Don't panic. Don't panic. MJ Melendez is coming around, and he could still be in for a monster season with about four and a half months to go. Christian Walker of the d had a great, great last week, bunch of home runs kicked it off again on Monday against Braxton Garrett and the Marlins Christian Walker went 2 for 4 with a double, a homer, one run scored and two RBIs on the season now. What a go here for Christian, 289 with 9 home runs, 28 RBIs and most impressively to me with Christian Walker, a 17.3% strikeout rate. He's looking very good at the plate, very comfortable at the plate. Good to see Mr. Christian Walker. And then Glenn Torres had the monster start to the season, got hurt, really hasn't been the same. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. He's had a couple games here and there. Kicks off Monday with two for four, double homer, run, and RBI. He's now hitting 250 on the air with five homers and five stolen bases. we got to get the average back up, but the fact he got the power-speed combo from labor Torres is very nice. And also, impressively, even when he's been slumping and not you know getting the base hits we're, we're hoping for, a 12.6% walk rate and a 12.6% strikeout rate. So he's still putting the ball in play a lot. Just has, needs to get comfortable and needs to get healthy and go along those directions. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters box at pitcherlist.com. We had some great pitching performances on Monday, which you don't say very often this season. And it starts off with one Mitch Keller, who has just been really good this year, but dominant on Monday. Nine shutout innings. They call that a complete game shutout, folks. Nine innings for Mitch Keller. Four hits, one walk, eight strikeouts against the Colorado Rockies. The road at Rockies is always a fun one to pick on. He had 11 whiffs, a 30% CSW on 113 pitches. He's having a great year. He's now four and one. Mitch Keller is now four and one on the season with a two seven two ERA, a three point five one xFIP, and fifty six strikeouts and forty nine and two thirds innings pitched. He's the real deal. Holy he is the ace in the Pirates' staff, and he is helping with all the fantasy goodness that Mitch Keller can bring to the table. Shane O'Mac, Shane McClanahan just keeps the train rolling. Six shutout innings with four hits, four walks, seven Ks against the O's. On Monday, the walks are not ideal, obviously, but he had 12 whists, 26% CSW, which is extremely low for Shane O'Mac standards, uh, but on 102 pitches. But he's now 7-0 on the season. He's made eight starts. 7-0, and the 176 ERA 342 XFIP, but 58 Ks and 46 innings pitched. Uh, in a world where starters have been a disaster, Shane O'Mac, where there was injury concerns in draft season, has been nothing short of amazing. And the last one, at least, my dude, Zach Gallon, after... You know, he had four straight starts with no earned runs. Gives up three starts in his last down. He looks a little human. He bounces back. He still gave up a run, but seven innings, one earned, five hits, one walk, seven more strikeouts against the Miami Marlins. He had 11 whiffs, 31% CSW, only 90 pitches in seven innings. That's what's been impressive about this run from Gallon. He can go deep into games without the pitch counts. He can Sometimes he has the pitch counts, but 98 pitches in seven innings, his ratio has been great. His strikeouts have been electric on the season now. A 2-3-6 ERA and a 2-3-9 X-Tip, that's telling you it's pretty darn legit, which is great to see. And he's got 64 strikeouts and 49 and two-thirds innings pitched. People are like, oh, he doesn't have this great swinging strike rate, all these things. Like, How's, how's he doing it? He's pitching, folks. He's pitching. I hate to break it to you. He's pitching. He's not throwing. He's pitching. And that is what's great to see with Zach Gallon. and he's uh, he's getting it done. Make sure you tune into the plus pitch podcast with Nick Pollock and go read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. All right. right, let's like a couple of relief pitching highlights of the of the day. It's 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 so sad for people that drafted Pete Fairbanks, not just because he's on the I. L, obviously, but you know, best team in baseball. They weren't giving him save chances because they're winning by so much. I think he had like three saves before he got hurt. Well, Jason Adams taken over. He's already got four saves. He picked up his fourth save on Monday with in an inning pitch with one hit and three more K's. Jason Adams has been great. Um, I know he's a speculation guy early in the draft season. If you're playing drafted holds, I know I have him. I plugged him in this week in a few leagues. Uh, now he's doing what you hope if you speculated on. He's sliding right in, getting the saves. Uh, we don't have a, a more any word on Pete Fairbanks more than we knew over the weekend uh, on how long he might be out for. There's like t- more testing and whatnot to be done. So this is Jason Adams' role for at least a couple weeks. You'd imagine maybe longer. So good on him. And then Ryan Helsley, people, the, the inmates in the asylum were getting very angry that Ryan Helsley had not had a save in quite some time. Like Giovanni Gallegos had had a save more recently than Ryan Helsley. Well, he picked up the save on Monday's fourth of the year, a four-out save, and he did it was zero strikeouts. It was not a dominating save, but he went four outs, inning in the third, got the save, fourth of the season, fans rejoiced. Make sure you guys read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on pitcherlist.com to get more information on all things relief pitching. All right, before we get a look ahead to Tuesday's action, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors.
0: When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com. That's n-o-o-m dot com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Hey Ed, welcome back to the first pitch podcast brought to you by pitcherlist.com. I'm your host. Biden, AKC. Let's hear about the weather from the one, the only Mark Paquette. Thanks, Brian. Well, looking at today's schedule, we have one game that's going to be a weather headache, and that is the Padres at the Twins. It's going to be chilly. It's going to be wet. Um, this isn't a complete soaking rain, but it's enough to be a little bit of a concern for a postponement. Obviously, a uh, greater delay concerned as well. But, Again, I always like to say we have some good news and some bad news, and the good news is this is the only game with any weather issues. So back to you. Thanks again, Mark. Always appreciate the update on the weather. Still some more rain chances in the Midwest or the Northeast. It's never ending, it feels like. But knock on wood, we haven't really gotten any postponements, which has been great. So let's keep an eye on that. Hopefully we steer clear. I think Minnesota is our hardest one to look at, but we shall see. If you're playing DFS, though, we got a few spots to target here. I like targeting Nick Pavetta anytime we can. Like, he's a wild card. because He gets strikeouts, but he also gets a ton of contact and hard contact. And he faced the Atlanta Braves. And it's a bad combination. So the Red Hot Braves against Nick Pavetta. I'll go back to the Giants against Patrick Corbin. I say it all the time. Anybody that faces Patrick Corbin. Corbin's been good lately. That's the crazy part. But I'll go Gigantes. And then the Mariners versus Andrew Heaney. Heaney's been bad. Really, really bad. So Braves, Giants, Mariners. My first spot's there. There's a lot of ways to go on it. It's a 10-game main slate. starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. On the bump. Logan Webb versus the Nats. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, Webb's been great this year, going up against the Nationals. I'm gonna keep riding the G-Lito train. Talked about him uh, recently on some of my other content DFS wise. If you if you really break it down, I think Nick has too. Uh, I know Nick's not the biggest believer in g I've I've heard that that conversation as well, but uh, I like what we're seeing here. He's avoiding the blowups as as often as as you'd hope. So Gio versus uh, a red hot Royals team. That's the crazy where Their offense is clicking right now. So beware. And then Brendan Fott's the bare minimum on DK, $4,500. First start, jitters, whatever you want to call it, not great. He's much better than that. He has the Miami Marlins looking for a bounce back. If he doesn't, hey, maybe he's just broken. We'll see. But uh, I'll take a chance on the talent of Brendan Fott, especially at the price point against the Miami Marlins. Things I'm looking forward to on Tuesday, May 9th, is Brendan Fott take two. I'm really looking forward to that. Again, the skills are too good. Home matchup against the Marlins. You can't ask for much better in that scenario. So give me some branded thought on that one. Shohei Otani versus Framber Valdez. This is big boy stuff in Los Angeles. Get the lights on. Get the people. Call Hollywood. Let's have some fun. Astros, Angels, Otani, Framber. Looking forward to that ball game. That's going to be a fun one. A little late night West Coast action for you. Um, mentioned Max Scherzer earlier. I'm really curious because he came out the I. L Horrible against Detroit. Or not the I. L. He was suspended. Horrible against Detroit. He's saying he's battling through an injury. He's got great American small park. This has the makings for a just meltdown. So I'm really curious to see how this takes place. The Mets fans are angry right now. It is May 9th. When you're listening to this, they are angry people right now on Twitter. So this could be a fun one to watch. And the last but not least, the debut of Luis Ortiz with the Pirates against the Road Rockies. Really looking forward to that. We keep seeing all these great prospects getting called up. Ortiz is a very good prospect, not in the same realm probably as these other prospects we've been seeing, but still a very good prospect that might surprise some people down the road here. But that'll do it, folks. Another ex- episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Make sure you guys go to pitcherlist.com, go check out PL Pro and PL Plus. Get to you in the Discord, get to the uh, PLV tools, the uh, pitching bot and much, much more. All the great stuff that PitcherList.com has to offer you when it comes to fantasy baseball and real baseball and all the goodies. Most importantly, the Discord's it in itself. Lots of great stuff going on there. So go check out PitcherList.com, PL Plus, PL Pro. But as I said, that'll do it folks. Uh, I'll be back to you guys tomorrow with another edition of the First Pitch Podcast. But for now, this was your Tuesday, May 9th edition. Hope you all have a great day.